Welcome to another episode of the Pat's Pines Podcast. Also known as Mark's Muffs. <laughs> Mark's Mugs or Pat's Pints, depending on which side the coin falls. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't, you know, I don't want to be egotistical. Well, it was recommended to me by a close friend that maybe you were a little too much in a limelight, what with the naming and all. <laughs> Could be. Uh, it is possible that Pat will soon be co-hosted with Sammy Hagar. <laughs> Yet to be determined. Anyway... My name is Pat Woodward, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Mark Richards. Well, thank you, Pat. It's nice to be on our podcast together. (laughs) Well, we've got a great episode for you today, because we're going to have Trevor Williams from Hoofhearted Brewing on to talk about everything Hoofhearted that's blowing up right now. Yeah. Last month, we talked to Jim and Jenny and Doug about high-gravity beers and the hullabaloo. The hullabaloo's gone down now. We couldn't, neither one of us could go. You know what? I couldn't make it, Pat. Just like you, I had a previous commitment. I know your wife's birthday. If I could convince convince my wife that going to a high-gravity beer festival was a good idea for her birthday, I probably wouldn't have this job. You went to the Ohio Craft Brewers Conference. That is correct. I did. That was a very well-run event, very well put together. Got to attend a lot of really nice seminars. Met a lot of good people in the brewing community. What a treat to get to hear Jim Cook as the keynote address speaker. Great speech, really personable guy, and just really inspiring to hear him. And a native Ohioan, right? He's from Cincinnati, I think. That's correct. He did mention he grew up there and had family in the area, and the family farm was still there between Dayton and Cincinnati. One of the nicest guys I know who doesn't like IPAs. I mean, I'm an... <laughs> And he does have an absolute heart of gold. <laughs> yeah. What about, let's talk drink local, drink often. Drink local, drink often. So in this month's episode of the Drink Local, Drink Often, I think we have more news than events, but we do have at least one very cool event. That's correct. We've got in Cleveland the Winter Warmer Fest, and that's on March 5th. Now is Land Grant going to be pouring beer there? Yeah, we will be up there. You know, I was at the tap room last night. I had the Bourbon Barrel Beard Crumbs. Very nice. Now there's a Winter Warmer, and it is delicious. Oh, my God. And then, of course, also the Land Grant Deep Search Baltic Porter just got released, and that's uh, when you listen to this podcast, that's still going to be available out there in cans, and people should seek it out. Right on. Now let's shift a little bit to the news, and there's a lot of news this month because there's brewery openings and brewery expansions like crazy. Do you know about Kindred Ales Yep. Uh, being at the Hullabaloo, and that was their first appearance. They are opening soon. Early March, so probably not too long after this podcast airs, right? It, it's possible. I don't know. I know the uh, tap room is still in construction. Spent a bit of time talking to Jay and Max at the Ohio Craft Brewers Conference. Okay. And they're very excited. They're going to have a wit and a porter to start with. They're going to be big on barrel aging, right? We should expect some sours coming out. I know that they're going to have a souring facility maybe in the tap room, and then their production facility will be off-site from the tap room in Gahanna. Okay. Well, and other news, the old Columbus Brewing Company space was not vacant for very long, maybe like a week. You know, Lenny from Smokehouse has already taken that over, and he's going to be starting Common House Ales. Beers are supposed to be coming out in the spring. That was the last I heard. They're doing something kind of different with this, uh, what is it called, a Type B Corporation or something yeah, like it's, that? Yeah, uh, it's actually the first Ohio B Corporation brewery, but they will be supporting local nonprofit organizations and charities. Well, that's very cool. Yeah, I think that's great. Give a little back to the people while we enjoy their beers. Yeah. 
Now, in other brewery news, this is not a new brewery. Mad Tree, man, dropped a bomb with an $18 million expansion. That's some serious change. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I thought when Ryan Guys put $10 million in, I thought, man, that blew my mind. And now, you know, it's almost double that. On the topic of Cincinnati breweries blowing up, uh, Rivertown is also building a brand new place out in Monroe, Ohio. I have no idea where that is. <laughs> yeah, southwest Ohio. So uh, big things uh, down in Cincinnati, which takes me to the point that we took a road trip a couple weeks back, our first sojourn to check out some of the breweries in Dayton. Yeah, it's a pretty good beer. It's had a pretty good coffee Kolsch at the 5th Street Brew Pub. <laughs> and Yeah, that coffee nitro Kolsch, very nice. And also the, uh, the mint stout. Uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good, just yeah. kind of like the Girl Scout cookie, really. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. And then uh, we went down to Toxic. Toxic was cool. Right. Our bartender at Fifth Street Brew Pub said, hey, you guys, if you're checking out breweries in Dayton, you should go to Toxic. So we did. We did. Nestled in between all the adult bookstores, I think. And also a shuffleboard table that was about a football field long. It did seem very long. It did seem very long. <laughs> and an ACDC pinball game. Not a bad combo. And they had uh, they had a wide variety of beers. Some sours. They had some Belgian styles. Some yeah. quads and triples. And they had some IPAs. Your mm-hmm. usual stock standard American beers. It was impressive, yeah. Yeah, I, I had the triple and I thought it was excellent. And then we uh, kicked over to Warp Wing. Big facility. That's a big space, isn't it? Not bad. I don't know what it used to be. I don't either. It was something manufacturing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why you come to a podcast like this, for good information. That's right. I spent a lot of time with Kenny, who runs the canning line there, actually, in the evening brewery tours of the Ohio Craft Brewers Convention. Okay. Good guy. Really willing to show us around and share some beers with us. It was a, a very nice evening. And then one one last note goings on in Ohio beer is that we're going to have cans from Yellow Springs Brewing, the Captain Stardust, which is an excellent saison, and the Zoetic, which is... I haven't had either. They're both very good beers, so I recommend getting out and getting them. And while we're on the subject of canning, there's also now, not cans, well, Syringe has got some uh, product appearing in bottles, the Clear Sky Cream Ale and the Driftwood Session IPA. All right, so we want to just go ahead and yep. say yep. welcome, Trevor. Yes, yeah. we do. All right. Right on. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. It is my great pleasure to be part of this podcast. Excellent. Well, we are very happy to have you on the show. Thanks. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I was just thinking as I was getting ready for the show, it's been a pretty heady year, like the last 12 or 13 months, like where you were yeah. at the beginning of 2015 in a barn with some livestock. Right. right. <laughs> super, super surreal year. I mean, moved to facilities, still in Marengo but in a slightly more spacious barn type dwelling and uh, started canning in the summer and it's just been the greatest thing ever I mean as far as making any money at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> not going to, it's it prevented us from going out of business which is good that's a good thing. Well, that's a good thing for the universe <laughs> yes I would say yeah we're up for you uh, staying open what a relief <laughs> <laughs> Could you have anticipated that, uh, you know, those like canning release parties would have be as popular as they've been? First time we canned, I was actually in Copenhagen, but I put it out there and I talked to Ryan and Jared. Do you think anyone would show up to buy a beer as we're canning it? Because if we have to be up here anyway, we may as well maybe try and sell some. And yeah, it just kind of grew in popularity. I think people like watching process obviously we do mostly ipas so freshness is always the utmost important thing so if they can yeah. get it while it's happening yeah. it's kind of 
kind of awesome, and I knew what I consider to be amazing artwork. Tom Lesnar does all our artwork, and I've just been dying to kind of showcase the artwork a little more than we have been, because we always had art for almost all of the beers, and then yep. now you can take them home, and mm-hmm. people are taking selfies with them on Instagram. <laughs> it's, it's kind of awesome. It's a great product you have to showcase right. on the can as well. I think it's, yeah, I well, love the artwork on the can. Yeah, I mean, the liquid, in addition to the artwork, is just like, obviously we've got the most ridiculous brewery name I would say ever, but at least in the top ten, it's just allows the liquid personality to kind of match up with the actual personality. It just kind of <laughs> makes it more clear for yeah, everybody yeah. what they're what they're getting into. Actually, when we did the show on branding and we were talking about our favorite branding, right. I remember Walt was saying it all just works. I yeah. mean, everything fits together for you guys. You made all of our top yeah, five yeah. lists. So, well, it's, I uh, mean, yeah, we're all, we all love beer is so much fun. I was working in the wine business before we started the brewery, and now I feel like beer is kind of turning into the wine business, where mm. people are being a little <clears throat> too self-important, and it's just like, yes, we want to drink the most amazing thing we can get our hands on, but there's still some play for some fun and being ridiculous, and that's my stance. <laughs> more fun. Less, Girls just less, want to have fun. And less talking, away. more fun. Yeah. But not not now. More talking now, but in general. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about what people can expect at the new place down in Italian Village. Yeah, so we're going to have 12 taps. Um, I think to start, we're going to have 8 to 10. At least one really awesome guest tap from Jackie O's. Okay, what is it? It's a keg of bourbon barrel-aged dark apparition with vanilla and coffee. Nice, nice. What are going to be the, the lineup of the hoof-hearted beers oh, on that? Well, I'm glad you asked. So we've got Musk of the Minotaur. Everybody wants some Centennial. Okay. A new beer called Are We Having Fun Yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. That we call a Party Pale, Tub Life, which is a farmhouse pale ale. Plutonium Nyborg, which is our Cascadian farmhouse ale. Belloc, which is a dark English mild, and we added some Ethiopian Harar coffee to Voltan Imperial Stout. How many is that? Well, let's see. <laughs> this is good. This is a test. This is your own test. Seven, I think. That's seven. Oh, shit. A couple of kegs of Rollerblade Double IPA. The beer that we just canned this past weekend, we'll do it live, which is kind of like a mashup of a Belgian triple that's been heavily dry hopped. Okay. Yeah, we got to try that so, in a bit. Yeah, I brought some cans with me. And then I brought a keg of Skittily Biddly Bop, which is our coffee saison. Wet One Slippery. Which is a <laughs> double IPA with, uh, it's going to be a rotating fruit added to it. The first batch is passion fruit. And uh, rosé goze uh, goes with uh, hibiscus hot pink. Nice. Really, I was drinking a lot of that out of the tank, no carbonation. We're going to do a second dose with hibiscus to really bump up that hot pink. I'm obsessed with dry rosé. Okay. I love Dry rosé from Provence or Spain, so I'm just like seemed like the right time. I was hoping to be ready closer to opening, but just shortly after. Well, something to look forward yeah. to. Actually, weren't you pouring some some kind of gosa at the uh, North Market Beer yeah, Festival? Yeah, what was that? Uh, <laughs> group sacks. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> oh, that's right. That's that. So that was a dry hopped uh, gosa, and then we did a uh, fruited version of mango and passion fruit gosa. Okay. That was called fruit sex. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good though. Yeah, I remember I, really refreshing. Yeah, I really liked it. The uh, I, I enjoyed the fruit fruitier version more early, and then dry hop goes. Uh, I really preferred after a couple months. The salt was super assertive, even though it was the same batch hmm. off the rip and seemed to really mellow out. 
nicely after a while. Uh, that's cool. Maybe there's some synergy between... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Well, it is true that in chemistry, basically the dielectric strength mm -hmm. of your solvent will determine a little bit what kind of oils and things that will come out. sounds very impressive. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> which, means, which basically just means how salty is the, right. is the solvent. Oh. So, uh, You're going to have to write that down for me for, for <laughs> later use. I'm going to put that in the server training notes. <laughs> hours going to be? Are you going to be open how, every day of the um, week? Or what? No, Thursday through Sunday initially. Okay. And probably in an effort to conserve some sort of beer. We're not going to be doing any growler fills for the first little while just because. Probably a good idea. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're optimistic that things are going to be very busy. I know everyone's still trying. We have a lot of new staff, so everyone's trying to get their sea legs. We don't want to be down to one beer. You don't want to. <laughs> and yeah. eight guest taps. Sure. As popular as your beer is, right. it's, it's not inconceivable. It's been a little scary lately. Yeah. 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 I fear for my life. <laughs> Food-wise, you're going to yes. have a full kitchen. Yeah. What are the food offerings? There's some really tasty things I'm excited about. There's like four tacos that are super tasty. There's a pork cheek taco, a cow tongue taco, which is my favorite thing on the menu, a, a cod taco, seafood taco, a vegetarian taco, oxtail toast, which is delicious. <laughs> what is oxtail <laughs> toast? I had a little uh, cr some crusty bed bread with some pickled uh, veg and some oxtail. We've got a little a few snacks. Still working on the uh, the bun for the Copenhagen hot dog, but that's coming along. For people who don't know about the Copenhagen hot dog, you'll just have to go to Google Images and you'll know why I'm so hot on it. <laughs> Not only is it delicious, it looks hilarious. Yes, it is. It'll get your attention yeah. right up. Awesome. Could be the most Instagrammable food item in Columbus history. It's, <laughs> it's that sexy. <laughs> nice. Lots of good things to eat. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping the people that, you know, know of us are ready for... We're, we're trying to get out of our comfort zone a little bit. We want to do it because we like delicious things. We like great wine. I love great beer. I want to eat great adventurous food. We're starting a coffee roasting business. I love coffee. I want, I want it yeah, all. Yeah. There's some really cool ingredients on the food menu that are kind of done in approachable okay. packages, I guess. Puff Bites, which is kind of like a puff pastry with goat cheese and uh, braised short rib. A lot of comfort style food, mm. but, you know, there's something some, a little bit unique. Some, some cow tongue and some pork <laughs> cheek and some pork belly and whatever. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Sign me so, up. Yeah, sign me up. Hopefully people come in with the you know, spirit of adventurous endeavors. Yeah, I hope so. And after a couple of yeah, I mean after a couple IPAs. of double IPAs, you're going to be talked into eating anything. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> oh, what just out of curiosity, what are the will there be different size portions or things? I'm not talking the food; I'm talking the drinks now. When we were, we went to Copenhagen over the summer and we went to the McKellar Bar many times, <laughs> and they have we have a small and a big. I mean, the okay. big is like pint size, and the small is maybe eight ounces. Okay, okay. yeah, but, like uh, a pint and a half pint. Sort yeah, of. yeah, yeah. But uh, nice stemmed glassware for the small. Very, uh, as we say, uh, anchors down, pinkies up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then there's a, a flight board as well. Yep. Actually, all this talking about beer. It's I, getting me I, thirsty, oh, I think. I, 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 need should, to, yeah. Yeah. I need to do so, some, yeah. some damage on this. Uh, was it the Steve-Zy? The Steve-Zy, yeah. The We'll Do It Live Belgian Triple oh. IPA. Tell us all about this beer. So I've had this name in my back pocket for quite a while. There's just the most amazing YouTube clip of Bill O'Reilly when he was on Inside Edition having a spectacular meltdown. At some point in his meltdown, of course they're filming the whole time, he says, 
That's tomorrow, and that is it. Again, five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live! <laughs> you sent that to me, and I yes. like it. It's funnier than hell. It's, I'm, I may have watched this clip a million times in the last <laughs> few years, so I just thought Tom would really be able to <laughs> bring Bill O'Reilly to life. In the most ridiculous way. Well, the uh, yeah, the listeners can't see the can. We'll have to put a link oh, up yeah, to it. Oh, yeah, the illustration's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's it's Bill fun. O'Reilly's head coming out of the TV. and uh, I mean, it's, it's Bill good. O'Reilly, but a little 80s kind of squiggly marks. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Because he was on what? Like Inside, Inside Edition. Inside Edition, yeah. As it always happens, I start with the name first, which some people say, you should never name the beer until you've actually made it and tasted it. Well, I like to kind of develop a personality for the beer first and then kind of figure out, well, what would that personality mm. be? So this one, we started with the yeast first, and we used the clean Orval strain. And then we added some the new sexy German hops, uh, Mandarina, Bavaria, Opal, Huel, Melon, and then also uh, El Dorado and Zaka from the United States. So okay. Fruity, aromatic, easy yes. drinking, juicy is over overdone tasting oh. note, but you know, just it's a little fruit, juicy though. It's fruit a forward. Juicy. Uh, I mean, the Orval strain is a little cleaner than some of the other Trappist strains, so okay. I think it works a little better with hops while still kind of bringing its own. Yeah. Party yeah. to the table. Well, Orval itself is pretty. Yeah, it's got it's, a lot of hops in it. Doesn't yeah, it? it's one of my favorite beers. Yeah, ever, so yeah, it is also definitely. I had to say, when, I don't know. It's definitely right up there. Yeah, it's right up there. I mean, you can. Great thing with Orval is you can drink one that's fresh and still kind of hoppy, or you can wait till it's just a, a Brett bomb and it's always amazing. Yeah. And it's fun. I love going to the grocery store that you don't doesn't sell that much beer <laughs> and finding. I forget what the year was. I went to Giant Eagle in Westerville like eight months ago, and they had one bottle of Orval left. And I l- remember looking at the date that it was bottled. It was like six or seven years old. I was like, awesome. This is the best $4.50 I've ever spent. There you go. Yeah. They aged it for you. Yeah, it was perfect. What did it taste like? It was tons of bread. Tons and of bread. Just, you know, it was a little, <laughs> it was a little lively after I opened the cap, but it was delicious. I mean, we've been doing mostly lately, like our hoppy beers, not all of them, but we're trying to pinpoint yeast strains we think are going to be more complementary to some of these hops. Yeah. That like. When we first started, we were doing all California ale strain. and Okay. That's great because it's neutral. Yeah. It's also kind of boring because it's neutral. It it's, it's just the hops. All, all the IPAs just start tasting the same. We love hoppy beers, but like where we've been going, we're just kind of picking out a couple yeast strains we think are fun and make a new beer something different that, than it would be if it was just neutral <clears throat> yeast. And, and so hops. what are yeah. some of uh, some of the yeasts that you've been digging on well, lately? There's this one, I guess. Yeah, the Orval strain I like a lot. Uh, there's a new one that used to be... Known as uh, Bretois, reclassified mm. as Saccharomyces. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and that one's super tropical fruity. We ferment that one a little bit hotter. Okay. We do a couple of Saison strains. French Saison is great with hops. Also, the Blaugie strain is just dynamite. It's like juicy. It's like pineapple upside down cake explosion. Okay. Hey, London Ale 3 is great. That's the one that that's in seems that. to Every, be. Everybody wants some. Is, uh, yeah, and then uh, Concudania looks terrible, but tastes delicious. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to say the bouquet on this is like wonderful. This is a fantastic beer. Yeah, it's it is very juicy and very Mm -hmm. fruit forward. Yeah, it is Uh, very but easy drinking. Yeah, 
and it's got a little bit of that sort of American hop kind of character in kind of in the mm -hmm. background, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's certainly not a light-bodied beer, but the lighter body is yeah. it's nice and it moves things through your mouth in like kind of a prickly fashion. It's, yeah, I mean oh, we yeah. kept the IBUs pretty low. I like where it's at, yeah. Most so it's based kind of off like a Belgian triple. Most times those are fairly low IBUs, mm -hmm. 25, yeah, 30, right. 25, 35 IBUs. Yeah, like always when I put all the the hops at, late additions and dry end. hopping and at the yeah, end yeah. so i was like oh great this style doesn't really require much bittering at all even better let's <laughs> let's put what we would have put in the, the bittering and throw more in in the end so yeah i'm digging it something again something different i just took a look at the can 8.5 percent you know yeah, i don't know yeah. if i would have guessed that from drinking it no that's a, we've been trying to to do uh you know we don't want high abv beers to be like a chore to drink right Mm -hmm. For good or bad, I mean, you make a lot of bad decisions after you drink something that yeah, it's gonna doesn't, be dangerous. doesn't taste uh, like it's whatever rocket fuel, but yeah, that happens. It, it does <laughs> happen on occasion. I've been known to lose my pants, <laughs> shoes, and other garments. <laughs> I've got a question. What about um, music? Kind of comes through in a lot of the branding. Mm -hmm. I found out not too long ago that you and Tom Lesnar used to play play in a band oh, together. Oh yeah, lots there? lots of different bands. All right, maybe you could uh, enlighten us on that a little bit. Well, all right, this is the part of the podcast you can, can skip. Uh, no, I mean just we always had a very weird taste where I, I we were both very into Van Halen, but also into a lot of these weird punk bands and weird rap. Just <laughs> interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, not very popular. <laughs> <laughs> Nor were, was the musicianship uh, that, that great. <laughs> Tom's gone on to do a couple. What instruments did you both play, though? Uh, we both played guitar okay. in most of the bands, and then I moved to the bass guitar for one band. And now I play the drums very terribly and still play the guitar. And I have an 80s Casio keyboard that I... Okay. I like to tickle the ivories in. So. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so you're always good at coming up with beer names. Yeah. Band names. Do you have any good band names you're proud of? Mm. I mean, the awesomeness is already taken. Hopefully you didn't use that. <laughs> I haven't used that one yet. Oh. <laughs> and you never can. So <laughs> they do the music Shoot. for the show. Hmm. The first band name that we did was Beano, which is uh, <laughs> you know, kind of related to where I'm at now. <laughs> The Roman look, we had a thing, uh, the Caesar haircut was very popular in the mid-90s with some circles of hipsters, so we thought that was a funny <laughs> observation. Uh, Barry and the East Enders, uh, Miami Sweat, you know. <laughs> sure, there was some other, uh, Jacuzzi Ruski was one of my favorites. Oh, so nice. nice. And that may uh, make a comeback as a beer name. That could actually. be a beer name. Yeah, it actually is. It's either... Jacuzzi or Juicerooski. I'm not sure which, but something with a Ooski. Okay. Either way, it's very yeah, exotic. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm very proud of that one. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have named Wet One Slippery a beer, because that uh, that would have been a great uh, Bon Jovi cover band. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I think all the beer names probably could have been band names. I mean, I think owning a brewery was probably third after being in a successful rock band, being a major league baseball player. Then yeah. after that, the distant third is owning a brewery. But uh, yeah, it's not too bad. That's that's pretty good actually. Yeah, <laughs> because I had those same dreams. Yeah, I ended up a professor. Yeah. So well, that's pretty cool too. <laughs> 
looping back to the beer for a minute, mm-hmm. once you've got both places open, are things going to change up in Marengo in any way? Or are you going to continue with the can release parties? We're going to continue but- with the can release parties since we're operating two breweries simultaneously. Have just kind of clear mission statements okay. for each one. So yeah, I want to keep the can releases at in Marengo, because I really like the idea of we touched on earlier having people be able to buy them the day they're canned. Right, right they're off the canned. line. I think yeah. it's it's awesome. I don't want to stop doing that. It's not to say that we're not going to bring any cans down to the brew pub. Okay. Over, we have a little oversized brewing system, so down at the at the brew pub. Yeah, in, yeah. in Columbus, so we're going to be able to satisfy hopefully the bar, and then hopefully mm. kick some kegs around town. Because when we started canning in Marengo, we pretty much just. It all goes to the cans, yeah. Yeah, all the juice went into the cans, so we've left some people, you know, not high and dry, but we just haven't really had much to send out there. Yeah, still, I mean, profitability... It's a great yeah, it's, sale to move. It's here cool. Cans. I mean, I, I mean, just from being a, a lazy fool. Mm. I mean, cans are a one-way ticket. You don't have to come back and pick them up and clean them. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. True story. Yeah, people. You know, I, I do love the fact that people can take them home, look at them, laugh sure. at them. As a beer drinker, though, it would be it would be nice to say, "Hey, it's a Friday night. I'd like to have a Musk of the Minotaur, yeah, and I could actually go someplace and, yeah. and get it." You know. Yeah. So uh, I'm hoping soon thereafter we'll be able to start. Servicing some of the accounts that we really mm-hmm. like to do business with and yeah, building great. it from there, depending on what kind of quantity we have to play with. Are you guys going to be hiring any more people? Or they be? Are you going to be doing the brewing at both places? Or so, so far, I mean, you know, Jared and Ryan and myself have been doing everything, and I think for the short term, we're going to just keep okay doing it that way. I mean. We're not opposed. Yeah, we're also starting this little coffee operation, so we're going to need somebody to kind of maybe... We do have one employee, Ben, Ben, and he helps out quite a bit. I'm assuming sometime in the near future we're going to need some sort of psychic relief. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're not exactly, you know, right next door. No, yeah, yeah. For a while, I know Angelo brewed at uh, Smokehouse and then at uh, Barley's. You've got a little bit more of a commute, though. You're not going to be riding your bike, presumably. No, I'm looking forward to riding my bike to... Yeah, I need to. <laughs> I've been packing on the pounds. So, uh, you and me both. Buddy. You see this brewery in an Italian village. You're you're gonna know why. I need to. I need to make sure I don't get any bigger because I'm not gonna be able to fit through the tanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's winter time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm building uh, my winter. Yeah, you had this uh, incident last week at the uh, bottle release, or I'm sorry, can at release. the can release. Please, don't cheapen us. <laughs> had this. <laughs> That's right. Bottles are passe That's right. now. Well, that was, yeah, two weeks, well, I guess a week, a week or whatever it was. Uh, we released our one of our more popular double IPAs, Roller Blade. And That's a great beer. A lot of people show up. My estimation is around 500. I have no idea. Every week we're kind of updating our parking situation. We've taken down trees, laid the whole place down with gravel, knocked down the tiny little meth house that was oh, that's on, gone now. on the property. And the same week we knocked down the, the little shitty, disgusting house and graveled over it. Just so many people show up. They were parked on both sides of the road, as far as the eye could see. And the sheriff showed up and we got phone calls from the county, Morrow County Commissioner. Our neighbors were taking pictures of everything, and yeah, a lot of people showed up and waited in line, didn't get beer. And we were scheduled to open at noon to start selling cans, right. <laughs> and it was just like, we're going to get shut down. Something bad is going to happen. There's cars as far as the eye can see. There's people waiting in line down the street, and it's 1030. So we opened up wow. the doors. We're like, we need to make some sort of effort to m- move people move up. people, because a lot of times people just buy their cans and leave. Sometimes yeah. they'll stay for beer, but... 
Yeah, so yeah, we got a little bit of heat for opening up early, but I think well, the people that were complaining probably weren't going to get beer anyway because right. the line was so long. That it never made the end right. of it anyway, yeah. So we're trying to implement some things that so that people aren't driving out there and then walking away empty. Right, So we're right. doing like a kind of like a free ticket reservation system. We, so you, did you try that this we last We tried week? it out this weekend and it seemed to work pretty well. We did a pretty small number because we're trying to find that number of people that we can actually manage right. without having the Sheriff's Department show up or angering everyone <laughs> in Morrow County because, I mean, we're the, we're the hottest thing that ever happened. I mean, yeah. People aren't <laughs> used to... This kind of excitement. So you, you guys are the only reason I ever go to Morrow County. I, yeah. I think the yeah I don't I've I've never been to Marengo only one time and right. I think that was to see uh, your place. Yeah, it sounds way more exciting and exotic than it actually is, but <laughs> it's not to say we don't love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a very good afternoon at yeah. your brewery. We had a good time. Well, so did you. the ticketing thing then seem to work? Yeah, it worked. I mean, I think some people were irritated because we just kind of like through this like tickets are now available an important lesson because we just did that ticketing thing because we knew we were going to do a can release that next weekend and we're like we need to somehow control and be able to anticipate how many people are going to show up so we purposely went a little smaller and we got some feedback immediately like why didn't you tell anyone you were doing this the doing the ticket thing so the next time we're doing it with 48 hours notice and so that should be good enough and we also did it on a beer that we've never made before and nobody should really care right. that yeah. much about. Hopefully, all the wrinkles are well, ironed good. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good, funny problems to have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the coffee roasting. So that's that yeah. We just got cool. a new coffee roaster, an Ambex 15K. Um, okay. I'll be able to roast about 100 pounds of coffee per hour. I mean, it's I mean, it's a commercial coffee roaster that we can really jam on and kind of going back. In my history, when I quit my day job to start the brewery, I immediately realized, oh, shit, <laughs> we're not making any money. There's no way I can even pay myself a paper route's salary with this. So I'm like, oh, well, how do I still do something that's kind of in the same gourmet beverage realm? Mm-hmm. And then I saw an ad for backroom coffee roasters. It's on Lane Avenue. They're like kind of a small micro roaster. And I started working there just kind of bagging up beans and then... The guy that was roasting the coffee left, so I stepped up and started roasting the coffee, and I don't know, I love coffee beers. I mean, I don't know, coffee and beer, It's a good. Go, yeah. I mean, you need, I mean, I need both, <laughs> yeah. just for sustaining any sanity. So yeah, I think we're going to focus on, take the same approach that we do with beer. Sourcing out interesting ingredients, I'm going to do naturally processed coffee from africa and indonesia and naturally processed is when instead of like washing the the fruit off the coffee being you kind of letting it dry out in the sun okay and when right. you do that you get very fruity funky aromas so kind of like some of the ipas and mm-hmm. like some of those more you know kind of aroma forward right right things right. <laughs> the, the packaging is going to be just ridiculous i mean okay. you, you go to wylands and i love wylands but it's like tan bag tan bag tan bag black bag tan bag you know we're looking at pastels and the logo is going to be not identical it's called hoof-hearted coffee but we're going with a little bit different vibe but still in the same vein okay that's cool still irreverent yeah yeah yeah. so you plan to bag this and uh sell to retail stores yeah yeah so we're going to be using it obviously in the beer to start probably bag it up sell it at the brew pub and then maybe hit wyland's whole foods whatever Mm -hmm. yeah but i think the packaging Hopefully we'll 
grab people off the bat, and then I'm, we're yeah. hoping to do some really just wild things. We're going to do barrel-aged coffees, which some people around the country are doing. And can't, I haven't heard of anyone in Ohio doing it. So basically, pick your spirit barrel, throw the green unroasted beans in there, and let it hang out for a bit, and then okay. roast them. Okay. And yeah. Oh wow! Does it does a lot of the flavor of the spirits come through yeah. in that coffee? You're going to have to find, wait and find out. Okay, I guess. <laughs> Believe that. Now, just before we leave the coffee beer thing, though, sometimes when we talk to brewers, the stage at which they introduce the coffee, everybody's got different variations yeah. on that. So what's your take on uh, how to in, you know infuse coffee into beer? I mean, I prefer doing the dry beaning, like okay. throwing kind of the coffee in. Whole beans in, the, in like a dry hop almost. Yeah, um, but we also do, well, we'll make like cold brew and then okay. add it in. I, I I think there's a little more control with the dry beaning. Actually, we just just yesterday we were down in Dayton at this uh, Fifth Street Brew Pub, yeah. and they had a they had a, a coffee, nitro coffee Kolsch, huh. and it, yeah, was pretty pretty good. Good. it was yeah, pretty it was good. It was pretty good. And I asked him how he did. He said they do cold brew. Skiddly biddly bop. Yeah, skiddly biddly bop. Oh, <laughs> Dave, David Lee Roth. Yeah. Uh, kind of previewing the top five list. That's yes, right. One of my favorite labels we, we have out there. Uh, Diamond Dave with some flamingos <laughs> in a very tropical setting with, of course, another pink label. Yes. Yeah, there's all, all kinds of things that maybe even scream a little Miami Vice. Oh, yeah. That's so much, so much going on. So complex. But yeah, this is a, uh, a Saison. We cold beaned with uh, some uh, late roasted uh, coffee from Bali. So kind of a okay. fruity, funky Saison. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a really exotic, fruity, funky uh, coffee from Bali. That's nice. It's a pretty simple uh, recipe. It's mostly like Pilsner malt with a little bit of like uh, deep bitter black malt just to give it a little. We were moving into uh, the cold season, so we're like, well, we should give it a little color. Just yeah, for, it's got a kind of just a, for the for the kids. Kind of a deep amber sort of <laughs> yeah. color, I would say. The kids love their colors. Mm. This was the first uh, beer we did on our new, we have a new like forehead bottler. Okay. So oh, yeah. We messed up a lot of it. I've been drinking more of this beer than I've ever drank of any of our beers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sick of it yet. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> I, I'm pretty stoked on it. I mean, it's such a weird mashup. The first time I ever saw anyone infusing coffee and Cezanne, I was in Asheville at Burial Brewing, which I immediately... Fell in love with this place. They've got Tom Selleck and all kinds of stuff on the That's walls. A, it's a really cool spot. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I was so happy to be there. And they had a coffee season. And it's, I, uh, I'm going to have to walk away with this idea. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're from Ohio, actually, aren't they? Yeah, one guy is. I've kind of been in contact with uh, Nathan, maybe, or I forget. But, uh, yeah, super cool brewery. And, of course, I was there with my kids and... They were acting like complete animals. So it was a very quick stop, but very impactful. <laughs> they didn't get into any of the, uh, their logos, a little bit of like things you can oh, kill yourself yeah, yeah, with, yeah, right? Yeah, like Siths and uh, Children of the corn. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like this. It's got uh, the coffee notes in the nose, and then there's a weird yeast thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of working in there that's cool, too. Yeah. It's really nice. Thanks. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, Thanks for making a good beer. Yeah, yeah. actually. It's, uh, what are you going to do? The Saison character is definitely still here. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes we have a coffee beer, even a lighter one. It's like, okay, that's coffee yeah, that's very, and it's interesting. There's beer. Very assertive. Yeah, yeah, but this is definitely a coffee Saison. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Delicious. Thank you. For some reason, this is the first time we've managed to get the likeness of David Lee <laughs> on a label. You think there's any chance he might uh, come do an endorsement someday? Uh, have you been I in would, contact with his people? I would die. <laughs> yeah. I, I would literally die. Please. Okay, we're, that's a call out. If you know, if you know anyone, 
David, that's a call to you. That's right. I've read his autobiography, Crazy from the Heat, many times. <laughs> that's great. That's a good one. If you ever read it, it's exactly like you think it's going to read. It's like a 400-page run-on sentence, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I found some of the, like, when he was a, uh, a paramedic yeah. for, like, a couple of years. Like, I think it's I just want to go be a paramedic for a couple of years. And did it. Right. Well, David cool. Lee Roth is, like, how I kind of like to think of Huffarted. At first glance, you're like, that guy is the most ridiculous weirdo ever. <laughs> And you're standing maybe at a room's distance at a party, and you're looking at him like, this guy's ridiculous. Then by the end of the night, you're, you want to party with this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. So. You, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people take him for a buffoon because mm-hmm. that was his persona mm-hmm. and shtick that he puts out. The guy's actually incredibly intelligent. It takes a lot of balls yeah. to wear assless chaps. You get that right. <laughs> <laughs> we will quote you on that one. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I did post uh, on social media, would anybody like to ask any questions? Right. There was one question from Doug Oldham. Where are where, my pants? Where are my pants, right? <laughs> uh, Doug, they're in the tree stand that you urinated off in the, in the woods in Marengo. There you go. There you go. Still hanging. All right. Right where you left them. Is that the answer? Exactly. Right uh, good question. Yes. Well, you know, social media. What you can get away. Uh, yeah. Uh, Gotta love it. Thanks, so, Doug. I know. Thanks, Doug. He's, he's flying the Where Are My Pants banner high. That's <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> That's awesome. Top five list. I thought we'd deviate a little bit from uh, talking about beers and talk about music. Thank you. Especially, yeah, especially <laughs> when you got three avid David Lee Roth lovers in the room. That's right. Uh-huh. So... Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. So this month's list is the top five. Top five David Lee Roth era Van Halen. I, do, now, do we really need that disclaimer? Couldn't we, we just not. say the top five Van yeah. Halen songs? If you go to our brewery, our Wi-Fi password is Hagar Blows. We don't <laughs> yeah. even need to... Uh, I don't think we need to say that. Just the top five yes. Van Halen. Fair All right. enough. So yeah. we're, we're no going to go Van first. Hagar. We combined our list right. for uh, brevity. And you had, for number five, Why Can't This Be Love? Which is curious. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Pat's firing from Pat's punch. Oh, come on. Now, come on. I feel like I'm being framed here. Already. Yeah, this, I think it's turning into Mark's Pints now, Pat. We're going to have to let you go. Although I do like that, that. If there's one Hagar song, I do like the keyboard swap. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Okay. All right. All right. But For, forgiven. I'm taking number five, and I think I had a push comes to shove in there just because I like nice. the disco. Deep cut, deep yeah, cut. that's yeah. a deep cut. I like the disco, and I think there's a lot of daviness that comes out in that. But then I thought, looking up on my list, I forgot Mean Street. Man, mean Street trumps. Fair warning. Pushing push comes to shove to the curb, even though. I think it would be a good one because it's Dave a little is too really deep, but, but it is pretty. Uh, I've got some more. I mean, depending right. on where we go, I, I think I have right. more daviness. But uh, number four, number and, four uh, on Pat and Mark's and list, and this is not a deep cut. Really, everybody will know this cut, and you know, it came at the end. Panama, Pan- Pan- oh, oh, Panama God. is Pan- also oh. good. Huh. Such Re- a good song. Reach down between my legs. <laughs> yeah. oh. Ease the seat back. <laughs> So good. I mean, both David and Eddie. I mean, uh, the, that, that oh, song. My, to, my I mean, that's the culmination of all their problems. That song yeah. just comes yeah. right yeah. out yeah. driving. At number three, I got to go, and the cradle will rock. 
It's good. It's not even their song, but they did it better. But it's so good. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. Well, you could say it's that so about quite a few bands. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were known for doing covers. Back to Pat on All right. uh, our so, um we only have one song off the first album, which I feel a little, you know, maybe there should be more because the first, that was what we all heard and yeah. it just blew us away. But but if I'm going to pick one song off the first album, and we both agreed on this yeah. right away, yeah. and that's Ain't Talking About Love. No, the riff on that is hey, amazing. You guys are playing like, safe, fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ain't Talking About Love it is, man. Ain't Talking About Love. That is my favorite song off of Annie Lamont. Okay. So. All right. I would probably want to arm wrestle anyone that would take Unchained away from me. Unchained is the best Van Halen song ever. Number one. Everyone dogs Michael Anthony because he played one note. But when you hear the <laughs> bass come in from Unchained, it's so freaking tasty. It's amazing. Yeah, Unchained just, I mean, it sends chills over your spine. You Power. Every time yeah. I hear that riff, like, as soon it's as amazing. you hear that opening... It takes me back to the first time I ever heard that riff and was like, wow, this is metal. This is awesome. Yes. So, Unchained, number one. Okay. That's Trevor, turning it over to you, bud. Top five. Yeah, my picks are definitely my favorites, not what you would call the graced hits of Van Halen, but Out of Love again, number one. Am I going? Oh, I have to go number oh, five? Or? Oh, you've already revealed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Van Halen 2. Out of Love Again. Okay. That's Just listen one. to it, and you're going to hear David Lee Roth at his most <laughs> Rothian screeching, howling. Oh, yeah. David oh, yeah. Lee, or, uh, Alex Van Halen has got the sickest beats. Amazing. That's a great I, song. I yeah. That's a great song. If you don't run, it will make you want to, like, <laughs> it's That's it's a awesome. great song. I love it. I'm going to um, tell you, I, I am going to just interject yeah. here that the first car I ever bought was a 1975 Camaro nice. that came with three... Eight-track cassette tapes, and one of them was Van Halen too. Yeah. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, nice. that's that's a classic. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, out of love again. Listen to it. Listen to David Lee Roth screech. This is why he can't sing anymore because he just <laughs> went crazy on that song. <laughs> he did. He did. I'm not going to take it away from him. That's a great song. Uh, number two, uh, Romeo Delight from Ooh, Women and Children First. Probably uh, Van Halen at their second most heaviest after Unchained. Riff is amazing. That's one you don't, and you don't hear that every day. Yeah, these every day. semi deep cuts. Yeah. Uh, number three, everybody wants some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got, I mean, come on. Yeah. I had a feeling that I didn't want to steal any thunder oh, from yeah. you by having that on my list, which is why I went with right. in a great old Clear, rock. Clearly, we made a uh, beer called Everybody Wants Some. Right. As a single hop series, Everybody Wants Some. Next coming up at the Brew Pub Centennial, and then in cans, everybody wants some Citra. But come on, watch Better Off Dead, or don't. Just listen to the song and just put the earphones on, and it's just it's amazing. Number four, Unchained. Yeah, come okay, on. Okay, Unchained. Again, I already said what I like about it. Michael Anthony comes in with this boom, boom, boom after the flange guitar from Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, forget about it. You're just Instant boner. Nobody can use the yeah. flange. Like yeah. Oh my god. No. Yeah. No. Number five could have been put up even further, but little guitars. Oh. Nobody talks yeah. about Diver Down because there's so many covers on there. It's Secrets. Oh my god. Cathedral. Some good deep cuts. There, and there's some yeah, ridiculous they covers. Are. They're playing. He's playing a little tiny yeah. Les Paul, and the <laughs> lyrics are amazing, and it's so good. Little guitars. Yeah. Part awesome. one and two. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> like it. Unchained was the only overlap. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Unchained, though, if, if that's not on your list, you got yeah. you got mental you illness. Got, you got problems. <laughs> yeah. But I would I would highly urge anyone to listen to Out of Love again. Van Halen too. Nobody I'll, talks about it. I mean, you'll hear Dance the Night Away on Van Halen mm-hmm. too, but Out of Love again, hysterical. I think I'm going to talk about the rest of the week. Now. You know, I don't think I've, I've listened to that. In, in you got to listen. Yeah. Van, I mean, David I, Lee Roth's I, I voice is epitome of like when I talk about David Lee Roth and our beers. His <laughs> vocal stylings on Out of Love Again is what you will taste, <laughs> hopefully, in the beers that we make because it's just pure animal uh, instinct yeah. craziness. It's awesome. Could we expect any more Van Halen named beers coming out of Fafarted? I hope so. Still working, on, <laughs> still working on that Bon Jovi series. I mean, yeah, what, 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 topic wet here. one slippery. I mean, uh, come on. I mean, I think we're probably going to collaborate here on some uh, scorpions. Uh, Speedy's coming. You should do a Speedy's coming beer. <laughs> well, that's it. That's top that's five wrap, list, right? That's a wrap. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Right. Well, Trevor, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, please. I mean, to yeah, cut time out of your schedule. I between, do like to uh, talk. <laughs> beer advocate and uh, you know yeah we're looking forward to seeing uh, seeing the tap room and getting in there a little yeah, bit it's looking, so. looking pretty sexy and pretty pretty stoked thanks a lot thanks, man. Yeah. yeah thanks for coming on and thanks uh, for uh, peppering in some Van Halen I appreciate it <laughs> oh man <laughs> gotta do it, it gotta do it. it yeah I'll love it How you doing, Mark? Well, I'm fantastic, Pat. This is just like the first <laughs> podcast ever again. <laughs>